This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career. And you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Saver, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Volkbaum. And today we have an episode for you about green beans. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Any, any particular reason why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> why do any of us do anything anymore, Annie? <laughs> Who needs a reason to talk about green beans? You're right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think I was I was thinking about a vegetable and mm-hmm. uh and they're 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 a nice seasonal summer vegetable. Mm. And yes. I really thought that we had done them already and we have not. So there you go. There you go. Uh yeah. <laughs> I do I love I love green beans. Um and the research for this was fun because I grew up eating kind of the really strong southern style of green yeah, beans. Yeah, yeah, same. Like cooks and it's got a ham hock in it. Yeah. And just like very, very salty and mushy, which I actually enjoy. And a lot of same. people don't. Yeah. But yeah, they're very, very good. However, when I got to college, I remember very vividly a friend of mine. She was actually like my mentor in this program. But anyway, uh-huh. I'll say we were friends. She cooked me green beans and they were so like crisp and fresh. And I yeah. remember being like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. Very vibrant. I also, I loved that too. Um, I do have a lot of memories, as, as you listeners know, of stringing them and preparing them and blanching them. 
with my mom. Oh, not fun. Not yeah, fun. the blanching. The blanching. The blanching. The, the blanching. <laughs> the blanching. Yeah. I still remember it. It, it haunts me every day. <laughs> um, however, they were really good. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I would still be kind of like begrudging. Oh, I remember the pain you caused me. But then I would bite into it and I'd be like, well, right, yeah, okay. okay. I guess. Um, and then I remembered uh, I have a lot of good memories of eating them in China. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing this research... Maybe I'm talking about long beans. And I had an existential bean crisis. Oh, um, no. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, long, long beans are one of the names for, um, for. I mean, it's, it's still a green bean vegetable product. It's just a different, a, a different genus. Uh, it's a variety of cowpea, um, uh, which are African in origin rather than uh, American in origin. Uh it's it's also where we get like like black eyed peas from cow peas yeah mm-hmm. um but but right but quite similar in concept you're you're dealing with a green bean so yeah yeah oh yeah well I spiraled Lauren I spiraled <laughs> um, actually there was quite a few points in this episode where I had to be like okay but which bean are we talking about <laughs> oh yeah serious. <laughs> It is serious. It is. Something else I realized is very serious. Um, so in my family, this is sort of a newer development, but we make green beans every uh, Thanksgiving, uh-huh. uh, which is kind of, yeah, it's a newer thing. I was doing it because I just wanted something that was light and not like just carbs and salt. And yeah. So heavy. Um, and it's it's very simple, the recipe I do. But through this research, I have learned this is an extremely controversial thing, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the green bean casserole um, in, oh. in particular is uh, quite a quite a thing. I And something that I, I think I've talked about on here before, like something that I get like actual cravings for dramatically mm. out of season. Um, yes. Out of the Thanksgiving season, out of the green bean growing season, just like I'm like, what I want right now is cream of mushroom soup smothering a bunch of green beans. And I couldn't really tell you why other than the fact that it's delicious <laughs> like that. Yep. This is one of those nostalgia foods where I'm like, oh, man, like everything must be OK if I'm eating this. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've definitely got. It's a minor craving, but it's a craving for it after doing this research. I'm like, it's been a minute since I've had it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe I've said this before, but beans is one of my most searched terms. Um, it pops up on my homepage. <laughs> so, you know, like Google has those icons and it's like, yeah. for me, it's like fan fiction, Star Wars news, beans. Beans. Yeah. Um, All right. It's It sounds weirder than it is. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. take your word for that. I... <laughs> Yeah, I've debated like explaining it or leaving the mystery. I don't know. I the mystery's kind of fun. Do you just uh, like cooking beans, but you're not sure how to cook them every time you cook them? Is that basically it? It's a little weirder than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but not too much weirder. I'm all right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'll tell I'll tell you. <laughs> um so when I'm doing like the Listeners, when I send Lauren title puns, I think there's usually like 15 to sometimes 30. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's quite a few. Um, Most of them are very specific uh, cultural references no one but me would get. But I send them anyway (laughs) because I find it important and I hope that it gives you a laugh. Um, 
But at the end, when I get to the end of sort of my own thoughts and my own pun, <laughs> just like trying to find anything that's yeah, just like popcorn funny. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I search uh, this idiom website to make sure I'm not missing like a an easy one, sure, a good one. Yeah, yeah. And and I just favorited the page and beans is the page. Oh, okay. So I just type in beans in the search and it pops bar right and it brings, yeah. <laughs> brings me to the idiom page. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> that is that is very that is very specific. That is it very is. specific to our strange wonderful jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just cracks me up cuz every time I like go to search something that's like beans no, not today, Google. <laughs> not to, sorry, Google. <laughs> I don't need the beans today. Tomorrow, today. probably. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> well, well. Now that that mystery is solved, a little peek behind the curtain. Okay. <laughs> I guess that brings us to our question. I I suppose it brings us somewhere. <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Green beans. What are they? Well, uh, green beans are the fresh green fruit of the common bean plant. Uh, fruit, fruit is the botanical term. They're kind of like savory or vegetal, so we eat them as a vegetable. Anyway, um, uh, if you let green beans develop, their seeds might grow into what we know as kidney beans or pinto beans or black beans or white beans, among a few others, uh, depending on the varietal that you're dealing with. Uh, but we are not letting those seeds develop today. No, no, we are plucking that seed pod when it is like way underripe, green, probably in color, um, uh, the flesh of the pod still tender and juicy, uh, the seeds inside just barely there, like sort of soft little little pips, like the side the size of sesame seeds. At this stage of growth, uh, the seeds of the common bean ain't nothing, uh, but the pods that protect and nourish them are long, skinny, and, and plump with nutrients, um, good raw or just heated through and still snappy or cooked down into that nice mushy softness. They're like a, they're like if the wrapping paper is better than the present, but you don't even care because the wrapping paper is like so good. Um, <laughs> But we're not we're not we're not eating wrapping paper. Um, uh, they're they're the abundance and promise of summer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ooh, green bean craving. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I know, right? Like this was not one that I expected to get like intense cravings during the the reading for. But every time I saw a photo of any of those different kinds of green beans, I was like, yes, I want that right now. Yes. Anyway. Me too. Mm -hmm. Botanical name, Phaseolus vulgaris, uh, which just means common bean. Um, they are a member of the legume or Fabaceae family. Um, and this is a pretty wide species uh, with lots of different cultivars used for different purposes. But if you're going to grow them for green beans, uh, you're usually looking at a plant that you plant annually. Uh, every year from seeds or seedlings. They're a viney climbing plant with uh, broad green leaves and little tendrils that help them attach to stuff. Uh, they'll flower in warm weather uh, with pretty little white to gold to red flowers. And if pollinated, uh, fruit with these pods that are um, sort of 
like like long canoe shaped, uh, maybe maybe three to six inches in length. That's like seven to fifteen centimeters, and up to about half an inch wide, as about a centimeter or so. And now, when those pods are mature. Uh, they dry out into sort of husks, uh, often white to yellow to purple in color, uh, and with like big meaty seeds inside. But for, for green beans, right, you pick the pods when they're still immature and green, or usually green. Some varietals will start to show those colors when they're still like green, like immature. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Uh, so in order to consume them, uh, you snap or cut off the tough stem. Uh, One of their nicknames is snap beans. Another nickname is string beans, as uh, older varietals in the past often had like a tough string running down the seam of the bean that you'd want to pull away along with the stem. But anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. you do not have to snap off the other end, but a lot of people do. (laughs) I can't tell you one way or another. You do you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, you might do just about anything with them. Um, Chop them fresh into salads, uh, pickle them, saute or stir fry them alone uh, as a side or incorporate it into a dish. You can slice them up into a creamy or a spicy casserole. You can steam or roast them, boil them down until they've lost their snap and springy chew, preferably with some kind of cured pork product. Um, Their taste is mild and ripe vegetal, uh, a little earthy and sweet and uh, green or kind of herbal. Uh, They're a good platform for other like strong, straightforward flavors, uh, sesame, garlic, chilies, bacon. Um. (laughs) I know, it sounds so good. (laughs) Right? Uh. Mm -hmm. And although you can uh, grow or buy them fresh, they're also often chopped into bite-sized pieces and then frozen or canned for distribution. Uh, They can also be fried or dried and sold as a snack or incorporated into any number of processed foods. The leaves are technically edible, I think, but like not really interesting. So it's more often used as like animal fodder than in human cuisine. Hmm. Uh, And uh, speaking of farming, as we discussed recently in our butterfly pea flower episode, bean plants are really good to grow as a rotational crop or in, in your garden because they fix nitrogen in the soil with help from these symbiotic bacteria. Uh, the bacteria set up shop in the plant's roots and get nutrients from the plant. And as they grow and die, they take up nitrogen from the environment, um, which is difficult for a lot of living things to do, even though we like generally need to do it in some way, shape, or form. Um, and then that nitrogen winds up in the soil when they die for that plant or other plants to take up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the nutrition? It depends on how you cook them. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but by themselves, green beans are pretty good for you. Uh, lots of fiber, decent spread of micronutrients, wee tiny bit of protein, um, not a lot of sugar, practically no fat. So they will help fill you up. Uh, but to keep you going, I'd say pair with uh, more protein and some fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we do have a couple numbers for you. We do. Um, okay, so <laughs> so this first set of numbers is for both green beans and long beans. Okay? Because mm-hmm. we are not the only people who have difficulty teasing out <laughs> the differences here. Um so, okay, world production of these two types of 
fresh served beans, um, as of 2019, was over 28 million metric tons. Wow. One report that I saw said that um, that is worth $31 billion a year um, and that both production and value of production are growing. Mm. Mm-hmm. China <laughs> produces some 77% of that, right? Mm. Uh, really? But until 2020, they didn't really export much. Um, Morocco is another major producer uh, because its warm climate allows for year-round production, and they export a lot to Europe, uh, Spain in particular. France is both a major uh, exporter and importer. Um, However, despite being a commonly produced vegetable, only a little over half a million metric tons of that, like, 28 million um, were being traded around the world as of 2020. So most green beans are consumed domestically wherever they're grown. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Uh, From something I read, about 25% of green beans produced in the United States are eaten fresh, but the rest are canned and or frozen. Yeah. Or frozen. (laughs) I guess you could can and freeze. I very unlikely. (laughs) If you wanted to, that would be odd. But sure. um, uh, Part of of the reason for this is that um, if green beans are to be eaten fresh, they pretty much have to be harvested by hand. Uh, They don't all ripen all at once. Like they'll keep flowering and producing throughout the warm season. So like mechanical harvest is too damaging to the plants to let that continue to happen. Also, uh, the dehydrated green bean market alone was worth some $3 billion as of 2020. Really? Yeah. (laughs) So apparently it's being incorporated in a lot of different things. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, uh, something else I read uh, claimed that green beans are one of the most grown vegetables in home gardens in the United States and that it might be in the top three most grown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The Guinness record for the longest green bean was recorded in 1996. Uh, in the United States, uh, it was for a green bean grown in North Carolina to 48.75 inches, which is 121.9 centimeters. That is a four foot long green bean, people. Whoa. <laughs> My older brother, he had a growth spurt when he was, I don't know, around the time growth spurts happened. But he was like <laughs> real like thin and tall suddenly. Yeah. And my dad used to call them either green bean or string bean. String bean, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he might have been around this size. Who knows? Yeah, right? Child-sized green bean. <laughs> yeah. uh, another Guinness record for you. In 2019, the processed vegetable producer Green Giant broke its own record for the largest green bean casserole. Um, the previous record from 2017, was a uh, 637-pound casserole. That's uh, 289 kilos. The new record (laughs) was for a 1,009-pound casserole. That's 458 kilos. Um, Whoa. It uh, it used an estimated 125,000 green beans um, from 1,069 cans of the brand's cut green beans, nice, nice, nice. Um, <laughs> along with 485 cans of mushroom soup, 65 quarts of milk, and 95 pounds of French fried onions. <laughs> what? 
That's a lot. Right? Those things are light. <laughs> right? Heck. Wow. Mm. Uh, um, at any rate, it <laughs> got a portioned out and sent to seniors and senior centers around New York City through City Meals on Wheels um, with the idea of feeding some 3,000 people for the Thanksgiving holiday that year. Wow. That is massive casserole. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to apologize in advance, but I have to include this terrible joke. Okay. I want you um, to. Okay. I have to include it in part because it was part of an official government document about green beans. Oh. This was an official document. Okay. All right. All right. Lauren, will you help me out? Uh, Of course. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bean. Bean who? Bean to any good movies lately. I don't know what that voice was, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I love that. I love that. This this mm-hmm. is from like the genre of knock knock joke that like you're just like the it, it's you know when you're having a conversation with like a four year old and yeah. and you're not positive that they understand the concept mm-hmm. of the joke yet, but they're mm-hmm. willing to do it forever. Yes. And you're yes. like, well, that was funny, but <laughs> yeah, I think I've I've said before I wrote a knock knock joke when I was eight. I performed it with great pride. Yeah, at my family dinner table, and it was, uh, "Who's there? The garbage truck, garbage truck. Who? The garbage truck stinks." Yeah, 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 yeah. Hilarious. Like, well, I, I mean, it is funny, but in like a. <laughs> Dadaist kind of like. (laughs) (laughs) My older brother, he tore me apart for that joke. And my mom was like, let her be. (laughs) Let her tell her jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That memory I haven't thought about in a while. Going places. There you go. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Also, quick culture note. uh, It it was going to like take up way too much time to dig into this, but. Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk uh, is believed to be one of the oldest fairy tales ever told, and it is in the public domain, so perhaps a future food fairy tale episode. Oh, man. That's a, you know, some of these are tricksy because like, although, although like the tale itself is in the public domain, like if you, uh, like specific uh, tellings of it are very much copyrighted. Mm -hmm. So... I don't so maybe yeah well we'll have to we'll have to work something out. <laughs> we I've, will. I have faith in us. We can do this. Yes. We can make this green bean vaguely related <laughs> fairy tale happen. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Uh well, we do have quite a bit of green bean history for you. Uh we do and we will get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. We're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And beans. Why are you so complicated? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just they they knew podcasters were coming and they were like, yeah. hey. <laughs> I know what will be funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Darn you beans. <laughs> so delicious, but so complicated. Um, yes, I got a little confused in the research with this one because separating out the type of bean that we were specifically talking about versus so many other Those beans. Those other beans. Those other beans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was pretty tricky. Um, but uh, here we go. Uh, the wild ancestor of the modern-day green bean has been traced back to Mesoamerica and South America, where it was domesticated probably in separate events around 8,000 BCE. Mm-hmm. C. 
seeds of cultivated green beans were found in Peru going back to 7,680 BCE, and seeds going back to 7,000 BCE have been found in Mexico. Although I saw some conflicting numbers, like really conflicting on mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that perhaps it was more recent, like 2,000 to 60 BCE, which is a hmm. huge difference. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Still old, I guess. We can agree. Old. They're old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indigenous peoples from this region spread these beans across the continent and much later up to North America, where Native Americans grew them alongside corn. Yeah. uh, Beans are part of the uh, the, the three sisters crops that we talk about sometimes. Um, You'd plant uh, corn and squash and beans together. Uh, The corn stalks grow tall and sturdy, providing a surface for the beans to climb. Uh, The squash provides ground cover, and the beans fix nitrogen in the soil. Uh, Plus, when you harvest, you're getting a grain, a vegetable, and a protein. So just really smart, really smart. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Green beans were introduced to Europe from the Americas in the late 1400s. In 1543, Leonard Fuchs published an herbal featuring what is believed to be the earliest known depiction of this new world bean in Europe. Um, By the 17th century, green beans were being grown in Turkey, Italy, and Greece. And then in the 1800s, growers really started experimenting with breeding green beans, especially in regards to that stringiness that Mm, you were talking mm -hmm. about, Lauren, which my dad, by the way, hated like it was one of the oh. it was like equivalent of finding a hair in your food that's how much he hated <laughs> wow. that string on green bean okay yeah so we really had to my mom and i would just be like make sure there's no strings <laughs> um, and we have this guy calvin keeney who is frequently uh credited with being the father of the stringless green bean uh due to his contributions in this area Uh, At the time, Americans of all classes ate a variety of beans, some dried, some pickled, and more rarely fresh. A few Southern cookbooks published around this time recommended cooking green beans for hours until they were soft and tender. And I think that's my big, I think that's my big craving of the episode because I haven't had the Southern style in a long time. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, now for a controversial order of business, (laughs) as promised. The green bean casserole. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, this is a dish typically composed of canned green beans, canned cream of mushroom soup, possibly topped with prepackaged fried onions, and sometimes a few other things get in there, like like Mm -hmm. milk or some kind of dairy. Yeah. Um, We talked about it a bit in our Campbell's soup episode, but here's a quick refresher. Okay. Story goes it was invented by one Dorcas Riley, a woman who worked for the Campbell's Soup Company in 1955. She was looking for an easy recipe that utilized Campbell's Soup and other ingredients Americans were likely to have on hand, uh, like canned green beans. According to the company, about 40% of Campbell's Soup sold in 2013 went to this soup. Oh, wow. Okay. I find that hard to believe, but I don't know. People do love a good casserole. Um, And in 2002, Riley presented the recipe to the National Inventors Hall of Fame, which I kind of enjoy. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, While it was never exactly intended to be a Thanksgiving or holiday dish, uh, due to the time, uh, the timing of the article when it came out, it very much did become one. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yes. And there are such strong opinions. About this dish and about serving green beans 
at all on Thanksgiving. Um, and some articles, very strongly opinionated articles, <laughs> even made historical arguments about it. Like, you know, they haven't traditionally been on Thanksgiving menus. They're a summer weather crop here yeah. in North America. Why yeah. are you bringing out the green beans now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, most likely... A dependence or preference for canned goods helped them show up the few times that they did on menus from like the 1800s when these canned green beans were becoming more accessible. Yeah. Uh, so it's like not unheard of, but it's definitely not been right. traditionally one of the dishes. Yeah. In in what is now the United States, you're I mean, unless you're dealing with like a hothouse situation, you're not going to get a fresh green bean in mm-hmm. November. Yes. Yes, I did enjoy reading those articles, though, because they were like, if you need a lighter vegetable and they would list like Brussels sprouts, you just have all these other options. It cracked me up. I didn't know this was such a controversy. And now I do. Um, Well, we love a strong opinion. Hey, we do. I did enjoy reading about it. That is the the honest truth. Hmm. Um, And this is also something I found interesting. Uh, The idea around the proper way to cook green beans began to evolve in the 1970s, um, and perhaps particularly here in the United States, Mm -hmm. largely thanks to Nouvelle Cuisine uh, that placed major emphasis on fresh ingredients and cooking vegetables like green beans as little as possible. Mm -hmm. You want that crisp. Um, Yeah, yeah. And through all of this... uh, it sort of became a marker of Southern culture. Like, if you didn't cook it that way, these, like, mushy green beans meant you were, like, a backwards Southerner. Yeah, if you liked them soft, mmm, I know something right? about you. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. how uh, how backwoods, how, exactly. how uneducated <laughs> of you mm-hmm. for cooking mm-hmm. food the way that your family has for generations. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. That's my sarcasm uh, voice, by the way. But. Yes. <laughs> Super checking, just super, super yes. putting that out there because I know that mm-hmm. my sarcasm voice is very close to my regular voice. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to have that note. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and there were some Southerners who fought back, uh, yeah. including Lewis Grizzard at the Atlanta Journal Constitution, who wrote in the 1980s about new fancy Atlanta restaurants. And I love this quote, I had to include it. Mm hmm. They serve their green beans raw, and then they cook their tomatoes. This is an unholy aberration. I cannot abide. (laughs) I mean, that's funny. Oh, that's beautiful. That is Mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and it, you know, like, 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 why not both, right? Like, yeah, I exactly. I like both. Both <laughs> versions. It, it's, it's a separate dish. Like when you cook mm-hmm. something with a ham hock for two, three, two to three hours, like that is clearly a different dish than if you blanch something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like boil it and then give it an ice bath for mm-hmm. a total prep time of like three minutes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and then, I think, yeah, like that's that's to- two separate things. Yeah. And I, I think like I when people tell me they don't like kind of the mushy preparation, I think I know what they're talking about. And I think it's actually I could be totally wrong, but I think in a lot of cases it just wasn't seasoned very well. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it can't, I've had gross mushy green beans, too. Uh, but I've also had the amazing like salty bomb 
yeah. of mushy green beans. <laughs> yeah. Um, like many other stewed to that point vegetables, what you're kind of what you're looking to consume is not even the vegetable so much at that point, as <laughs> yeah. much as like the pot liquor. Um, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. uh like the the kind of broth that you wind up making from a combination of salt and again, some kind of usually cured uh pork product and mm-hmm. and that vegetable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's, oh, it's lovely. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I definitely went through a period where I was like, oh, I should be ashamed of eating that. Um, cause it just seemed like that was the, the conversation. Correct. Right. Yes, that right. was like the appropriate, like societally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do get the, like, I've heard people say, well, if I want to eat a vegetable, I want to be healthy. I think that's sort of a separate argument, but. Yeah, I, I like your, I like your, they're, they're two different things. Yeah. And I think if you go in knowing that, yeah. both, both can be excellent both are and good. delicious. Oh, both mm. are really good. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, now, yeah, the craving is strong now. It was yeah. minor at the beginning and now it's like, ooh. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm like thinking through my canned goods in my mm-hmm. cabinet right now and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe there's some green beans and I definitely don't. Okay. I, I'm Okay. I just need ham hocks. I need yeah. like a lot of ham hocks. <laughs> yeah, agreed, Lauren. <laughs> I love this. I lo- right. I feel like every episode I go in thinking, oh, I'll be fine. I don't need to get this one. And at the end, I'm like, no, oh, I need to cook this. I know. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Find some ham hocks. Yeah. We can make it happen. Mm. Yeah. Well. All right, I think that's what we have to say about <laughs> green beans for now. Although I would love if listeners wrote in if you've got oh. some good green bean recipes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you have recipes, if you have memories. I know mm-hmm. like 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 you said, like write the the kind of like horrors, uh but but <laughs> but fond horror memories of of blanching. Um yeah. I, I also like my my grandma Lou uh, grew green beans in her garden, and so like I've got fond childhood memories of snapping them uh, before dinner. And mm. um, mm-hmm. oh goodness, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but we do have uh, some listener mail already prepared for you right now, simmered for two or three hours. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and we will get into it. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. 
It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Mail. Snap. Yeah. Mm. They, you're right. They are like summer. They I just I I do love when you those fond memories of like, yeah, picking them right before and it's just from the ground. They're so good. <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay, okay, I love this. So many of you have written in about soda and regional sodas and local sodas, Ooh. and it's awesome. It's so yes. good. All right. Okay, so I hope this is from Jennifer. The message wasn't signed, but that was the uh, email. Yeah, what like e- email like username. meta username. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I hope that is correct. Um, wrote, I was listening to your episode about espresso, and the listener mail mentioned wanting to have a tasting of lesser-known or local sodas. Here in Southern California, there is a shop called Galco's near the Echo Park Glendale area that is basically a small grocery store of only soda. (laughs) It's lots of fun, even if they sadly no longer carry my favorite brand of birch beer, which I can now only get when I visit family in Pennsylvania. Uh, They also ship, but being local, I have no idea how expensive it is. However, it might be cheaper than shipping internationally. Their website is sodapopstop.com. Nice, nice. I listen to enough podcasts in you guys' podcast family that I don't remember if you enjoy cat pictures as much as the stuff you missed in history class, ladies. But on the (laughs) off chance you do, I've included a couple of pictures of my Jamie and Pumpkin, both enjoying a cross-country RV road trip from a couple of years ago. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. Yes. Always pet pictures. Always, always, always pet pictures. Mm -hmm. I I can't, I cannot compare our love of them to uh, the Stuff You Missed in History class ladies because Holly and Tracy are a little bit intense about cats. And I, (laughs) and I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to 
step on any no. tails um, no. here. But yeah. Never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're big fans also. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, mm-hmm. what what lovely human people. What um what a good family to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And we do when when you all send pet pictures, it's like a it's like a bright spot in the day. So, yes. Oh, goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I looked up this. I went to this website um, and I had so much fun just perusing. Like I had no intention of buying anything, <laughs> but I was just like looking through and so shocked and happy at the variety <laughs> at the Ooh. options available. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I recently, mm-hmm. since we since we are moving offices, I recently brought home the bizarre contents of my desk. Uh, yes. Among which I did have a bottle of um, like novelty ranch flavored soda. So my roommates got to appreciate the fact that that exists. So that was a good. <laughs> that was a good. That day. it haunted me. I would see it on your desk, and I'd be like, "No, please, no." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, wondering about the shelf life on that one. I mean, it's Ooh. soda. It's hypothetically forever, but. <laughs> Annie's Annie's face right now is perhaps the most dubious face I've ever seen Annie make, which, like, we get ourselves into some vaguely dubious <laughs> food-related situations. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I don't know about that, Lauren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually you're like gung-ho about it, but like that was an extremely dubious face. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at any rate, uh, let's move into safer territory. Claire wrote, I just listened to your Hunger Games fictional food episode, fantastic as always, and had to drop everything to write in when I heard your pie crust woes discussion in the listener mail segment. Let me help you love making homemade pie crust. This recipe was passed down from my French grandmother to my foodie father to me. It's a pâté brisée. I always make my crusts from scratch because this method is virtually painless and super duper delicious. The trick is that you mix it in a food processor. A blender would probably work too. So you'll need two cups of all-purpose flour, pinch of salt, a couple tablespoons of sugar if you're making a sweet pie uh, rather than like quiche or something like that, one stick of butter. I like it frozen, but you can use refrigerated butter too. And uh, one third to half a cup of cold water. So, uh, directions. Uh, Put the flour, salt, and sugar, if using, into the bowl of a food processor and stir around a little with a spoon or pulse a couple times to distribute. Slice up your butter. Uh, Use a sharp knife if the butter is frozen. I cut it into about a quarter inch slices. Uh, Dump all the slices into the flour mixture and blend until you get like a gravelly textured mixture. If the butter is frozen, you'll still have some little butter pebbles that didn't get completely broken down. That's totally fine. It will give your crust a laminated, flaky quality when it bakes. Next, add in the cold water and blend. Uh, Be careful not to overmix at this stage. My food processor isn't the best, so I often finish this part off by mixing it by hand. It makes it a bit easier to judge how much water you need that way, too. Uh, Start with the one-third cup and see if you need a little more. This will depend on the humidity of your environment. You're going for a dough that's malleable but not too sticky, uh, something along the lines of fresh Play-Doh. Again, doesn't have to be perfect. Mine comes out a tiny bit different every time, but it's always delicious. 
use it immediately or let it rest wrapped in plastic wrap or waxed paper for a few hours or 24 hours in the fridge. Roll out on a floured surface and place in your pie pan. Your dough should be moist enough that even cold from the fridge, rolling it out won't make you want to swear. Optional, pre-bake. I'm usually making quiche when I use this crust, and it was always too wet in the middle, so I've started pre-baking the crust for about 10 minutes before filling. Stab it a few times with a fork so it doesn't bubble up. Mm. Okay, so so uh, you are completely correct, Claire. This is, uh, in my opinion, the best way to make a crust. Um, like the only way to do one at home, like using a food processor, is so much better than cutting butter into anything by hand. Um, just so infinitely better. And every time I go to cut something, cut cut butter into something by hand, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be so fun. I'm gonna feel like a <laughs> like an old timey lady, and I'm gonna have it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I despise oh. it. And I forget every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, using a food processor is a serious game changer. Um, owning a decent food processor is a thing of love and beauty. Um, I inherited one that I'm nearly positive still works, um, like a like a good Cuisinart from my dad. And, uh, oh, that's the only way to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't tried in like a blender blender, um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Y'all, if if any if anyone has, write in and let us know. Um, but yeah, no, that is like that that is a really good recipe. You're right. Yeah. And it's not that hard to roll out. Okay, so this is interesting to me, because I think I've shared my recipe before. But I essentially do the same thing, but I don't don't have a food processor. Mm-hmm. So I freeze the butter and then I use a grinder, I grate it. Uh, oh, okay. Uh huh. Sure. But the problem with that is, like, the it, the recipe I use it is like everything has to be cold. The tool has to be cold. The water has to be cold. So my hands get so cold when I do yeah. it, and that's the miserable part for me. Yeah. So yeah, I can see how this is so okay. up my game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Annie, I feel like I feel like we need to get you a pair of like temperature proof kitchen gloves because I feel like all of your food woes <laughs> could be solved by like a decent pair of silicone gloves, like. It's true. I <laughs> you you have you have these issues, and I just mm-hmm. and I want I want your hands to. I know that you're like a little bit temperature sensitive to begin with, and like mm-hmm. I want I want you to have a better time. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> it is true. I it's one of those things. Like now that you pointed out, I'm like, yeah, there are things I could do. However, I'm also somebody like speaking of dubious. I have these gloves that are supposed to be like anti. You can never get cut while wearing them. I don't trust that. I don't trust that. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I think that's yeah. also part of it where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, little suspicious. Yep. <laughs> you're like, you're like, don't tell me what I can't do. I can still cut myself <laughs> with those gloves on. If there's a way, I will find it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So it's kind of similar. There are certain things where I'm like, I'm afraid I'd get so used to the gloves that I'd forget about the hot oh, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's a balancing act. It's a balancing it is. act. It is. But perhaps I will experiment with it. I do. This recipe sounds great. I'm also like, I won't swear when making pie crust. <laughs> <laughs> then what am I even doing? A lot of dubiousness in this in this one, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about the possibility. 
A good sure. pie crust? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, we always appreciate our recipes. Oh, yeah. Uh, pet pictures. All of the all of this is excellent. Thank you so much to both of these listeners for writing in. Mm-hmm. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. And we're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.